How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And I just went to my bed and started crying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> when I finished crying, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I really have heavy feelings for her. Welcome to another episode of Meet LGBTQ, a special series by Puma Podcast to celebrate love and kilig in the queer community. Ako po si Josa Quinones, and I can attest to the happiness that comes from loving yourself and to the joy that comes from finding love around you. Ang saya talaga maging Bex. In this series, we interviewed five couples about their love stories. But the twist is, we talked to them separately. So sabay-sabay nating lahat malalaman ng buong love story nila. Hi, uh, my name is Sin. I'm a game designer and illustrator living here in Manila, 28 years old. My pronouns are they and them. Hers are they and them and she and her. I am non-binary and demisexual. I am also polyamorous. I'm Pam Punsalan. I am a game designer based in Manila. By the time you listen to this recording, I'm 36 na. I feel most comfortable identifying as polyamorous na demisexual. Pause muna tayo dito para sa isang quick definition of terms. Sin says they are non-binary, demisexual, and polyamorous. And like Sin, Pam is also demisexual and polyamorous. So first, non-binary. What does that mean? Usually, ang tingin natin sa gender ay binary o dalawahan. You're either a man or a woman. In reality, some people do not fit in exclusively with either identities. This is based on a person's deep sense of self at walang kinalaman sa sexual orientation o anatomy nila. Next term, demsexuality. This refers to people who only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond with the person. And finally, polyamorous. We are familiar with the term monogamous, meaning one partner at a time. Polyamorous people can have multiple intimate partners. And what's important here is, these relationships have full consent from everyone involved. So to recap, when Sin says they are non-binary, demisexual, and polyamorous, that means they identify neither as man nor woman, they need an emotional connection to feel attracted to someone, and they can have intimate romantic relationships with more than one person, kung bet niya. Similar to Sin, Pam needs an emotional connection as a prerequisite to feel attracted to someone. And she can have multiple romantic partners kung gusto niya. So balik tayo sa love story ni Nina Sin and Pam. How did your love story start, Sin? 
I was working on this tabletop project some years ago. Tabletop RPGs are basically kind of like analog RPG games where you come together, you roll dice, and you create narratives together. So of these, the most famous franchises for tabletop RPGs are Dungeons & Dragons. At the time, in the scene, there were not a lot of femme-presenting tabletop RPG game designers. Pam, the editor-in-chief of Play Without Apology, one of her writers reached out to me to interview me for the project. So the interview happened, and it was great, and I had a good time. Play Without Apology is a website and network for gaming, fandom, and real-world issues. It also features stories about women and LGBTQ plus gamers. So Pam, what happened after that interview with Sin? Play Without Apology decided that in cooperation with another organization, Gamers and GMs Philippines, that we'd host a geek tabletop role-playing event oriented towards women and queer people. So Rachel, one of the heads of Gamers and GMs, was helping us out with determining people that we could invite to panels. And I believe it was her who suggested that we network with Sin. So Sin, you agreed to take part in the event. Then what happened? And so I was put in a group chat with the other people in the panel. And lo and behold, Pam was one of them. So we all agreed to meet for brunch. (laughs) So I dressed in my usual stuff. Like I was in my wigs and my full makeup and everything. Because one of the ways that I like to express myself is really through that. And there she was. And she was so cool. And I really liked listening to her and her ideas, and especially when we were kind of like pitching stuff to each other. And what was your first impression of Sin, Pam? I love the way that they were dressed, honestly. That was the first thing that struck me. They felt like such a self-assured person. They walked into the room, they knew what they were about, and they were just such a calm, chill presence. They were wearing a green wig if I recall, and they had this nice, very uh, mori goth setup, so it's that whole forest Japanese goth kind of look, and even when they sat down, they were just like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, cool. I think I'm going to really like this person. And Sin, what did you think of Pam during that first meeting? I kind of didn't get to hang out with her for too long because I think they had to go somewhere else after because she was with her then-girlfriend. Of course, you know, you don't think about it like that because they're, they're committed. Like, how am I supposed to think about it like that, right? At the time that we met, I was with my ex-girlfriend. So I was not free. Um, and uh, at that time in particular in our relationship, my ex and I were still okay. So when I met Sin, we met as friends and business contacts, right? And as in the spirit of most of these networking things, it was 20% business, 80% chica. I realized also that I had actually seen Pam from somewhere before. It was another event by gamers and GMs. I I remember distinctly thinking at that point, I was like, oh, wow, she looks cool. Pam's style is like elegant goth. So I was kind of like, mm, wow, she's so pretty. But like, not thinking about it. When I met her again, I was like, I feel like I've heard that voice somewhere. And then like, I put two and two together. And I was like, oh, cool. From that point on, we got to be really good friends. They just always seemed so calm. <laughs> and I guess it's a person that's really important to me. Because I don't have any chill 
for most of my adult life, I've been surrounded by people with zero chill and zero ability to take responsibility for their emotions. So ako yung strong person in my circles who had to deal with that. So sin stood out for me in that. They did as early as that point, and even until now, as we're growing together as a couple, teach me to own my emotions better and to not feel bad and not apologize so much because there's no need to apologize. They made me feel very safe on the onset. I talked about the tabletop project, and unfortunately, that went south. Matters of IP happened, so me and the rest of that team had a really bad falling out. And we were going to have a face-to-face confrontation, like sit down, and I was really nervous about it. I just didn't really know what to do or who to turn to. I just knew I didn't want to go alone. One of the first people I talked to was Pam. And I asked her if she could come with me. And without hesitation, she said yes. So I went there and I helped with the intervention. I even got screamed at. But, you know, by that time, broker na ako. I was used to clients being ornery. Because Sin was being hurt, that just makes me see red, you know. I'm already a firecracker when it comes to situations like this. Then you put one of my friends in fire and I'm like, I am going to eviscerate you. But the fact that I could be that relaxed was kind of incredible to me at the time. It was just so comforting to know that she had my back and that she was going to be there for me even when she had no hand in the matter, right? I think after that, I couldn't really look at her the same way. I started to feel really attached to her after that. I had my own long-term relationship at the time, but we weren't doing so well. So I couldn't really rely on them for this. Full disclosure, my partner at that time knew I was polyamorous and actually approved of it and encouraged it. In fact, another big thing that really made me and Sin close was the fact that they were one of the only people who was truly accepting of my polyamory because my ex refused to. I feel like it's a story that a lot of people do not know how to navigate. When you discover something new about yourself that is integral to who you are, the anxiety and the the potential pain and trauma and harm to come as a result of you accepting yourself, I firmly believe that the only way that you're going to feel whole is to come to terms first with yourself. Because if you don't come to terms with yourself, you cannot love yourself. You can't love yourself. You can't love other people. 2017 were the beginnings of the fissures between me and my ex. We were arguing a lot more. After that, it really went downhill from there. I think it was shortly after that confrontation where I was really like, I can't, I, I, I feel sad not being around her. And I kept, I realized that I kept looking forward to the next time that I would see her. There was a point where I was getting really, really close to her and she mentioned plans of migration because a lot of her family is in Canada. I was here in my apartment. I was home. Uh, We were chatting. And it wasn't just me that she told. We were in a group chat. I think she had just had a talk with her parents about being more serious about migration. And she was really willing and happy to take it. 
I really had to kind of like pause for a moment. I cried. Because <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, I guess I'm not gonna see her anymore. Like that sucked. The idea of that really sucked for me. And I just went to my bed and started crying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just like hugging my pillow and trying my best to not have my roommate hear me cry. When I finished crying, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I really have heavy feelings for her. It didn't help either that we started actually playing together, like tables. So I got to see her even more often. And there were times where I'd hang out later than everybody else because I didn't have a schedule. I was basically seeing her nearly every weekend. And there was a point where sometimes I'd see her four out of seven days in a week. I guess before I knew it, I was really like, wow, she's so pretty. (laughs) Before it was a factual statement. Now it's a, she's so pretty and I can't stop looking at her. Am I being too obvious? (laughs) Look away, Sin, look away. I used to live in the Batasan Hills area. It, if it floods there, it really floods. You're safe in your house. You're not safe when you go outside. So since my folks were out, I didn't want to send Sin off to their apartment alone in a fucking storm. So we spent those two days literally just eating, rolling around, and talking. And it was great. We talked so much about, I think it was at that time, their campaign and our characters and like one of my past role-playing hobbies was role-playing characters with other people through play-by-post. So just being able to plot and talk about nothing while also like going, oh, damn, the storm's out. But like, whatever, let's go eat, right? It was great. It starts as a seed and then before you know it, there's a fucking tree in the backyard of your heart. You know, <laughs> and it's very big and it's taking up a lot of space. And that's, that, that was it for me uh, when it came to sin. What made me feel like we could be more if things were different was when Naksaman so romantic, no? When we hung out at their apartment. That was when I felt like I could really connect with this person. Because we talked about some pretty serious things, you know. At the time, they were with their ex, and I was with my ex, and we were talking the difficulties that they had. That was we were talking about sexuality, the difficulty of gender identity. It, it just felt very deep. In... After that, I just really felt like we could trust each other. And later on, that feeling evolved into, why is it that I can trust Sin more with who I am versus my ex? So Sin came over at my request because they offered to give me a tarot reading on relationships and sex life. Because I was already feeling very low and beaten up. And I was wondering... At that time, is there anything that I'm doing wrong? Or is there anything that we can do better as a couple? And a lot of things were revealed in that reading. I really was putting in a lot more work. Basically, I my partner. I don't know how the conversation got there, but evidently, Sin and I ended up confessing to each other sort of that night. Nah, you know, if you had a way to open up about your polyamory, Uh, would you have a relationship with me because I like you is what I remember and I said you know I would it's just I have this situation at hand where my main partner 
doesn't accept polyamory. I think it was about a year and some change later where I was really coming to terms with my polyamory and I was really revving to tell my partner at the time, hey, I think my feelings for this person are serious and I want to date them. And at the time also, Pam was kind of like coming to terms with her polyamory, like trying to vocalize it more. Unfortunately, things were not going so well with her current partner. So sometimes to take our minds off of things, we talked about that polyamory and what it means to us. And somewhere within those conversations, I ended up telling her that, yeah, there, I have one other person I'd be willing to date if they'd be willing to date me. And when she pressed, who is it? I ended up telling her, it's uh, it's you. <laughs> she basically returned the feelings to me, saying that, well, yeah, I kind of like you too. Dating would be nice. We just sort of quietly acknowledged our feelings, decided that we'd just be there for each other, you know? Because we didn't want to stop being friends. And uh, I guess we didn't want to leave each other either. So it became a very open question for the months that followed. All the way until my ex went completely crazy. In which case, I said, all right, breaking it up. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) And the funny thing is, we both ended up breaking up with our partners. And we both ended up dating. Eventually. And to think that it all started when you met at a tabletop gaming convention. After that, you found yourselves playing and designing games together. And then you realized that you had more reasons to be with each other. The circumstances were less than ideal. But the journey also led you to realize what matters most to you. Your self-worth and your love for each other. You've been together for two years now and have been living with each other ever since. What's a typical day for you? I cook every day. She's the one who cleans the dishes. That sounds so stupidly domestic, but it matters so much to me that I can cook whatever and she won't hesitate to clean up after it. Watching her eat is such a delight because I feel like I want to eat more. (laughs) It's one of those things, you know, like, you know, you, you work hard to look for things, look for recipes, to pick out ingredients and to put them together. You cook them and stuff and you put it on a plate and they look at it and she looks at it with such wonder and she eats it. And it's so nice to watch her eat it. We also are pretty good at taking care of each other when we're sick. I have asthma. She has diabetes. <laughs> so we we take care of each other whenever those things hit. I thought a little bit of fighting between couples was healthy because that's kind of sometimes how it's portrayed in media. And I was like, okay, I guess maybe this is fine. And then lo and behold, when Pam and I got together, the most that we... It's not even an argument. It's more just like, so what do you think about this? Oh, okay. All right, then. Let's go for this thing. It was so stupidly easy that I almost couldn't believe that it was that easy. We do not fight as a couple is what strikes me. We have disagreements on principle where we go like, okay, this is my perspective. That's your perspective. I don't share it, but whatever, right? Like like we have those moments. And there are also moments when the damage that carries from their shitty relationships or the damage that carries from my shitty relationship don't interact well. And what's beautiful about us is that we manage to always talk it out where we're like, okay, I'm sorry I hurt you. 
please let me be better. I could repeat it ad nauseum. I feel so safe around my partner. I also really like how we can just kind of be in the same room and we don't have to fill in the silence all the time. And she's just there and I'm just there. She's just playing her game and I'm just working on something or she's working on something and I'm playing a game. And eventually I'm like, oh, hey, dinner's ready. And then we just eat and we talk about whatever. And I feel like in the time that I've been with her, I have never laughed harder. <laughs> she makes me laugh so much. And I love that. I love that. We can talk about anything and it'll just diverge into a completely different topic and we'll be laughing our asses off while we're rolling around on the bed and, and it's cute. Sometimes I walk out of the bathroom with my hair all wild, but she doesn't seem to care and that's kind of cool. And sometimes she'll walk up to me while I'm making breakfast and her hair is like a cloud and her eyes are half open and all she wants to do is give me a morning kiss and I'm like, you know, it's the little things and she's so cute. Contrary to popular opinion, you don't end up feeling like you're gonna get left behind when you're with somebody just as independent as you. In fact, you feel more like you have somebody beside you to weather anything. So I feel like that's really what keeps me feeling all of the things that I feel for her and just staying in love with her because how can you not? I felt for the first time in my life supported by a partner. With Sin, it was like, babe, stop talking to me. You should be talking to other people. <laughs> Are you sure this is okay? I'll see you when you get home. And I was like, holy shit. This is what it means to have a supportive partner. Whoa! <laughs> to make plans is another big thing for me. With Sin, when they say, okay, we're going to do the thing, I believe them. Because we really will do the thing. And we're going to try hard. And then the thing happens and we're like, Yay! It's so nice to be able to wake up next to somebody who loves you very much and to do all of the errands and move around each other and know that you're choosing each other every day and any problem that you're going to meet, you'll negotiate because your priority is each other. It's such a breath of fresh air to finally be allowed to be who I am. And that was the second episode of Meet LGBTQ. Salamat muli kina Sin at Pam for telling us their story. Ikaw, may Meet LGBTQ ka rin ba? Tweet us your story at Puma Podcast PH. We'll be sharing more kilig stories for the rest of Pride Month. Muli, ako po si Josa Quinones, Puma Podcast. This episode was edited by Nina Toralba. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. Thank you for listening. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.